Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Lieber. Wronger, where the only thing that's truly wrong is the show Wrong and Wronger. But I keep coming back because I just can't get enough of, well, myself, really, but also my esteemed colleague, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And Breakwell, how are you doing today, man? I am spectacular because I'm here talking with you, and if I don't lie to myself with fake enthusiasm, I'm going to break out crying. <laughs> I just I just want to go to bed, Steve. I don't want to be talking to you right sure. now. <laughs> Oh, God. We haven't recorded one of these at nighttime in quite a while, and there's probably a good reason for that, James. Now that I had to come up here and make the baton death march, and, and then I do the walk of shame back down after I know we've actually recorded another one of these episodes and people are going to listen to it. I, I don't know how you cope, but for me, it's a lot of alcohol. Yeah, I just, I, I like after a certain point in time at night to not have to pretend to be a decent human being and just be as horrible as I yeah. want to be. And if we record at night, like I have to put that facade back on. It's just so exhausting. I just want to, I just want to, yeah. I just want to yeah. go be a terrible person. And I can't, like I can be a terrible person on this podcast, but not quite as terrible of a person as I really am. You know, it's that, it's that slight distance from reality <laughs> that keeps me from being Listen, driven off. Nobody the knows more than me what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I do deal with you off the air, too, occasionally. <laughs> well, copious amounts of alcohol aside, one of the things that people have been dealing with this week, James, is a different kind of hangover. And you may be experiencing one, too. I'm not sure if your kids were able to get out in the neighborhood at all, but coming down off of that Halloween sugar rush, did you get your 20 pounds of candy? Steve, why did you stop reading my email news updates? Why, why did you stop? I, because I, I, I direct them into the spam folder now. They don't even bounce through my inbox anymore. The title of this most recent newsletter was Guess Which Kid Got COVID. So no, we did not go <laughs> trick-or-treating. It was a whole thing. Come on, Steve. Ah. So yes, is that what you're doing? You trick-or-treating? No. <laughs> we got the results the day before Halloween. We did not go trick-or-treating. It was it was devastating, but I did afterwards go out and buy uh, twenty pounds. No, yeah, it was it was like yeah, it was twenty pounds of, or twenty two pounds of candy. Plus, I'd bought some the day before, oh, and um, they did rang it up wrong at the store. They it was fifty percent off, and they accidentally gave me fifty percent off again. So it was basically free. Uh, it might have broken Halloween forever because once you realize you can just wait instead of like walking five miles in the rain and sleet and snow, you can just wait till the next yeah. morning and in thirty seconds buy all that candy. Like it, it, it thirty really, seconds and about thirty cents. Yeah, you did. I mean, it's like wow, what was I doing that for? And besides, when you like, I mean, you get the adventure of going out and hunting for candy and gathering. You don't know what you're going to get, but when you go and buy it, you just get the good stuff. You like you cut out all the garbage people try to hand you. It was so efficient. Uh, it was it was wow. kind of alarming. I, I might I might have destroyed my Halloween spirit forever. So in that sense, it was the worst Halloween ever. But it was also my most efficient Halloween ever. And we do have the candy. What about you, Steve? How how'd your Halloween go? We this is the first time we've been home for Halloween since we've lived in this house. Mm. So the first Halloween, and uh, I found a 
Facebook gives you a memory. And two years ago on Halloween day, I was texting and tweeting pictures of <clears throat> the guy from Pods coming to pick up our pod. Oh. And Halloween night, I don't know if you remember this, we stayed close to your house and I we were going to see you, but we were on our way to Chicago. But it started three weeks of living in a hotel, oh. Halloween night. So we weren't home. And then last year we were out of town also. So this year we were hunkered down and ready because Halloween was in full swing where we live. But we're sort of at the end of the subdivision and got zero children. Wow. Zero. It was so disappointing. Well, you know, so I found that subdivisions kind of have ages. Like there are subdivisions that have all the young kids, but then 20 years later, it's the subdivision with all the empty nesters. Like they go through generations. So you must have moved into the, the subdivision of the old people, which is where you belong. It's, uh, it's interesting. I thought about that because... The subdivision we used to be in got a, a butt ton of kids. Like, they were bussing them in from, like, Europe to <laughs> trick-or-treat in our neighborhood. But it was right in that sweet spot where it was sort of uh, middle-class to upper-middle-class homes. So everyone was young, had young kids, and everyone was geared up for Halloween. The neighborhood I'm in now is a little older of people because you've got to have a little wealth built up before you can afford to move into the subdivision. So I think that age might have been the variable that keeps Halloween down. Yes. It's interesting. I thought the same thing, even though you were kidding. I think there's something to that. Yeah, you are finally old enough to kill all joy, and you hang out with other people who also can't experience <laughs> oh, God, joy. So I, I, do, I do understand. I mean, there's a reason you live in the, the house with vultures on top. By the way, did the vultures come back every year, or was that just a one-time thing? That was a one-time thing, but we've had a little bit of Wild Kingdom going on here lately because the coyotes have moved in, oh. and... Uh, M Mrs. Steve leveled our backyard with a backhoe and a bunch of clay. And anyway, she had to seed. And <laughs> our yard looks like a scene from the birds every morning. Like Hitchcock is out with a handy cam trying to film all of it. Like, like uh, we would send the dog out if the birds weren't big enough to each individually kick his ass because he's only two pounds. But it's like if you had a machine gun pellet gun, you could just mow crows down in the yard. So we got coyotes. We got deer running through those long-legged rats. And we've got birds everywhere. Not vultures, per se, but definitely we have a crow infestation. Did you say she was leveling your backyard? Yeah, I've seen pictures of your backyard. It was it was pretty flat. I mean, it was, it, unless you're like making it a soccer field, it was as flat as you need. I think I think she was burying some bodies and coming up with a cover story. I don't know why else she would need a backhoe back there. She we used to get like a fishing pond in the middle of the yard whenever it would rain. Mm. So that had to get that had to get smoothed out because. Every time the lawnmower goes over it, it, it can be like six days after it rains and it still would dig tracks <laughs> into the grass. So she'd had enough of that malarkey and she took care of business. So you, uh, I, I guess the curiosity is getting the best of me and there's no good transition sure. for this. You sure. said something. So anyway, we had two weeks in a row with you being progressively wronger about geography and rivers and the audience uh. was chiming in and life was good. <laughs> And then you said you had something you wanted to build off of that. Did you, like, write up a formal apology from previous weeks? Like, I'm, I'm legitimately curious <laughs> no. for once about what you have planned for this. Okay, so there were two um, two listeners who you cited last yes. week. One was a guy, and I can't remember his name, and the other was a gal Damn named it. Susan. Do you remember that? Susan or Susanna. Yeah, one or the other, yes. 
it was okay it was Susanna I, I wasn't sure but anyway it, you were sort of off rambling about how awesome they were and accurate they were and I said something like let's say the guy's name was Dave Dave works at Lowe's and Sue walks dogs for a living <laughs> anyway Sue ended up writing to me <laughs> and said A I'm a welder for NASA <laughs> I used to live in Minnesota. So. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I think you messed with the I wrong person. You can possibly make this worse for me every week. But somehow you back into it completely incompetently, but you do it. Every time I'm the one that ends up at the bottom of the outhouse. Oh, that Mississippi conversation was just the gift that keeps on giving. We should just make this a geography <laughs> podcast every week. Nothing but debating the course of rivers. <laughs> so anyway, I asked if she wanted to be on my other show, and she <laughs> said, yes, I do. And I said, despite your errant take on the geography of major rivers in the United <laughs> States, I think it'd be a good talk. What does she weld so for she NASA? Does, humor, does, she like, nice. does she like build the rockets? Or like, what's she welding over there? She welds... Uh, uh, boy, I should probably remember this because... <laughs> Have you already interviewed she her? She welds... What? Have you already interviewed her? No, 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 okay. not yet. Uh, We're working out a time to get her on the show. It was like exhaust pipes or something like uh I, I don't know all these complicated welder terms james you understand the point but it was something about pipes and exhaust what, what a renaissance woman she she can weld exhaust pipes for rockets and she knows the exact course of the mississippi river i mean what more could you want <laughs> in one person I, james listen i'm fairly certain the mississippi circumnavigates the globe and i am looking for photographic proof of that as we speak i've got people on it not from NASA, but from somewhere that none of your listeners work. One of those agencies. Okay, guys. Can oh, we not, my God. Can we not scream while I'm recording this podcast, maybe? Maybe? Oh, this is this is why I used to wait until they were all the way asleep, but I'm old why and tired. Why are we recording at this time tonight? I was surprised when you moved it up. Because I've been waking up at 4.30 to go to the gym, and I just I didn't want to stay up till 10 for the sake of you. It's like, you're not, you're not worth... <laughs> Messing up everything else in my life. We're just gonna cram this in when the kids are okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go deal with this. You ramble for oh. a second. <laughs> All right. Well, the topic that we have chosen today, now that we're a good hour and a half into the show and nobody knows what the heck we're doing, we do usually talk about a semi-controversial topic. And this week, COVID notwithstanding, had to figure out which one of his kids is sick. But the point is we were going to talk about the best Halloween candy. And the thing that I did to prepare for no children, even though I didn't know we were going to have no children, but I did have a sneaking suspicion, was I bought three packs of my favorite candy on earth, which is Snickers bars. So we have three packs of full-size Snickers bars sitting around sad because they weren't able to be distributed to neighborhood children who did nothing to deserve them other than walk up to the house and ring the doorbell. I think we need to install a little bit better of a work ethic in our children to get rewarded like this. But my mind, Snickers bars at the top of the heap. There is no better Halloween candy unless you want to pass me out a $20 bill. Then I would gladly trade one. You know what? I feel like, I feel like Halloween is the time for those weird specialty candies you don't really expect. Like uh, 
like the peanut butter version of your favorite candy bar or the white chocolate version. Like there's some weird twist on it that you would never pay money for yourself, but it's there and it's just, it's a surprise and it's amazing. I think we can agree though on the worst of all the candy. And it's those, those like toffee caramel things. They, some of them are wrapped in black and some of them are orange. Like why do people give those out? Where do you buy those? Like I've never seen them in a store. they still make those? Yes. They, somehow they end up in the kids' bags every year. And I have I have no idea where they come from like i think it's like the same eight or ten pieces of candy and people just pass them around they're like from the 1950s and no one has ever well, it's like a fruit them. cake at christmas yeah yeah i don't know what those are called or where they're from but like somewhere somebody must eat them but i i'm, I'm sure one thing nobody knows the name of those things like they can't they, 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 they you can't speak it it's like voldemort's name <laughs> they are like peanut buttery if i recall and they're only in black and orange wrappers, so I think they only come out at Halloween, probably because there was some kind of revolt back in the 1700s <laughs> that said, we don't want this crap any other time of the year. I don't know if there was a congressional thing that got passed that they still have to be manufactured, because I don't see any utility for them on Earth. So we will have to, um, we'll have to agree on another thing. I, I, you might actually be with me on this. I think the second worst kind is, uh, is candy corn. Because first of all, it's really just weird to give is it what? out trick candy corn. Oh, come on. It's like, I mean, regular corn is not that great. Like, a candy version of it is, is pretty much garbage, too. But, like, it's a weird <laughs> thing to give out because it doesn't really come individually packaged. It's like you have to put it like a sandwich bag to hand it out or worse, just, like, <laughs> toss it in there loose, which is like, super unsanitary. But you're giving me candy corn and whatever diseases you had on your hands. And, uh, and like, there are, other, there are other flavors of candy corn. We had a candy corn in a store early at a candy store in town for a while, and they had all sorts of other flavors. Like, there was one time there was, like, a... A fruit punch, red, white, and blue uh, candy corn mixed with uh, peanuts, and it was amazing. But like regular standard oh. candy corn, I mean, that's just disappointment in your mouth. That should they should abolish it from Halloween and every other day. That and the orange and black toffee things, just get them out of here. Well, I do like candy corn, oh, and they do, do come in packages that have like ten candy corns in them. So you buy a bag of bags is what you buy. But my second least favorite, and this one may get a bunch of hate mail from people who work at NASA also, but I don't like those orange circus peanuts. Oh, those are garbage. Yeah, those things can get loaded into a rocket ship sent <laughs> right into the sun. My dad likes those, which is which is a pretty good sign that they're an awful candy. I think he's, his, his <laughs> taste in candy is as bad as your taste in music, so that, that should tell you How something. Wait, you've never had a circus peanut? No, I've had them, yeah. I'm just saying he loves them. I I think they're just useless filler. I, I would not. I think. I think the best thing to get in uh, in in your candy bag. I'm going to go away from the chocolate a little bit. I well, okay. First of all, of the candy bars, you mentioned Snickers. Snickers is good, but the king yep. the king of candy bars is Nestle Crunch. With the, it's got the rice in there, and the only time yeah. of year I would ever get them is Halloween. And yeah, you, I could eat about 45 or 50 of those in one sitting. You know, just oh, as an it's too much chocolate. There, there is no such thing as I say. This is somebody who doesn't even eat candy anymore. I switched to an all meat diet. So, and the only thing I miss from my former life is Nestle Crunch bars. Those <laughs> things. Those things were just happiness uh, incarnate. Uh, and, you know, Snickers are good. Milky Ways are okay. And you kind of go down the hierarchy. I think uh, just a standard Hershey's bar, a little underwhelming. I'll say what the most overrated. Uh, <laughs> a little underwhelming. <laughs> I think the most overrated candy bar of the Halloween season is all the cookies and cream bars. Like, that's, I, I just, it, it doesn't need to be a bar. Oh. Yeah. Excellent point. I went, oh, yeah. you agree with me? What is, what is up with you agreeing with me on like 80% of this stuff? 
No, I got the cookies and cream. It just tastes sweet. Like there's not really like ice cream. You can get away with it because you can put chunks of cookie in like a very mm -hmm. uh, pronounced cream base. Candy bars don't give you a solid enough cream in order to offset it with the cookie. It's just sort of one big sweet thing in your mouth. That's <laughs> weird, but I agree with you with the cookies and cream. I like the uh, I kind of like the taffy family of stuff though for for Halloween. The you know you'd Starburst, your Laffy Taffy, your Airheads, all that stuff. The stuff that can kind of pull fillings out of your teeth. That's that's what Halloween is really about. Brightly colored, super sugary, make your jaw exhausted chewing on it. Uh, I would take. Well, where do you? What's that? Where do you stand on pixie sticks? I I think they're an abomination. I mean, I, I just <laughs> I feel like it's just lazy candy making. They're like rather than putting this sugar into candy, <laughs> let's just give you the sugar. It's like I've got a I've got ten pounds of sugar in my cabinet. This is a waste. And they do put like a hypodermic needle yeah. in with it so your kids can just mainline that stuff. And they you know, stay they, away for three days and eat your house. They spill it all over their face. It looks like they've been doing cocaine. It just it's just a mess. <laughs> I wander in, they haven't slept for four days. <laughs> oh yeah, pixie sticks are bad. Taffy, it uh, it gets caught in your teeth though. Do you like that? Yeah, I like the starburst and the yeah oh, what's, bit of honeys. Here, here's a controversial topic. This could have been an entire wrong and wronger all on its own. Where do you stand on the hierarchy of starburst flavors? We had this conversation once Did because we? you were aghast that I could not tell the difference between Starburst flavors. And it almost ended our friendship before we decided okay. not even to have a friendship. Say, okay, I'm glad you clarified there. I was going to say, first of all, there yeah. is no friendship there to end. But second of all, yeah, they right. taste totally different. And uh, I will, I, I think, uh, I actually like all of them but orange. I think orange is a waste. It shouldn't even be in there. They should abolish it. Yellow and pink are tied for my favorites, and red is a close third, and orange can just get tossed in the garbage. And that, that is the right answer. This is not an opinion question. This is a question of objective truth, and I have just truthified it for you. So you will not eat an orange Starburst. Well, I mean, this is when, when I ate candy. Let me clarify. I would eat it. I mean, I would eat anything. Uh, no, I, I, would eat, I would eat literally anything. I just, I'm a, gar I'm a human garbage disposal. But I would not be happy about it. I would feel like this is a waste. <laughs> but in order to get to the better candy, I would, of course, devour the garbage candy. Like, I would let nothing stand in my way. But I would be unhappy about it. I'd be real unhappy. If you, you get those double packs they give out at Halloween, you get two oranges, man. That's just a sign that God hates you right there. <laughs> night well all right so you can differentiate the starburst flavors do you differentiate the sweet tart flavors i you know what i've never been big on sweet tarts um my youngest is big on like uh on smarties and those but yeah i've never really done a lot of sweet tarts so i don't know that i can and i think uh i think I've smarties never done a lot yeah i've, yeah. <laughs> I've done pixie though baby <laughs> Woo! back in the 80s it was popular I'm in all the clubs I think I think what uh, sweet tarts are is just pixie sticks pressed into pills. That's all they are. Yeah. <laughs> Pharmaceutical grade pixie sticks. <laughs> well, the one kind of candy we haven't covered are like uh, hard candy, like Mike and Ike's butterscotch, peppermints, that kind. 
the old per- people candy that yeah that <laughs> it's not a, you know you're not visiting you know some old lady across the well I guess you might literally be visiting the old lady across the street but it's not like you know these are like they have a, you know ten Werther's originals in a candy bowl somewhere it just <laughs> it, it's not a Halloween candy and every year you'll get like two or three of those random strawberry hard candies and it just they don't belong they're choking hazards for small kids nobody gets excited about them nobody says ooh I got a hard strawberry candy it's just like oh, okay yeah. it's in there and it's gonna be the last thing in the candy bowl when you're eating through it up till Easter. That's really the litmus test, which is if we had all of this candy in a bowl, what would get devoured first? And then what is the order to which things Mm. would get devoured? Because people will pick through. They're not just going to grab random. You know, I think you might have been on the mark early. I think uh, Snickers of the main, like, of the big candy bars probably get eaten first. But there are a few more niche candy bars that I think are better. 100 grand, where do you stand out 100 grand? Ooh, I love 100 grand. The caramel in the middle with the crunch on the outside. I, yeah, that used to be called $100,000 bar. And then they had to truncate it because you kids came in. <laughs> there was budget cuts got cut back to 100 grand. The, uh, <laughs> That's when Pabst Blue Ribbon became PBR. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, but the, the, not many people give them out. But they're, they're really good. But they, they do not make up a significant portion. I'll tell you what is, uh, what is garbage, though. What is really a waste is like Almond Joy and Mounds. Anything that's coconut or almond-based. I mean, what, what are you doing giving that to kids? No, kids don't want coconut. Yeah, I like coconut. Well, you're, I don't mind those. You're 95 years old. You live in a senior citizen community. We've been over this. I mean, I've got some good fixident, so they don't get between my teeth and my gum, which is nice. I <laughs> uh, needed a water pick to get them out before that. Well, how about a Heath bar with that toffee in the middle? You were talking about taffy before. Where are you on toffee? You know what? That's one of my wife's favorite flavors. I think uh, Heath bar, I'd put it kind of in the same category as Butterfinger. I think it's solid, but I don't think it's a top-tier candy bar. It's like it's like hmm. a palate cleanser but between like your bulk candy bars. <laughs> you go through some Snickers and your Milky Way you're plowing through. You get a Heath bar to kind of clear out the taste, and then you dive into maybe some Nestle or something else more mainstream. <laughs> Sure, they they bring it between the courses. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just I, <laughs> at your fancy French restaurant where you actually dump the Doritos into a bowl. It's just so weird because, uh, like, when I would get candy as a kid, it was it was just like a candy free for all. You you go out, you spend you know three or four <laughs> hours getting candy. You just come back and you just eat as much candy as you can. And people on TV, you know, there are all these TV specials like, oh, you're gonna get a tummy ache, you're gonna get nightmares. No, there are no. If you if you're like ten or twelve, there are no negative consequences to eating candy. You can eat all the candy in the world you will not gain any weight you will not suffer any health consequences and you can only do this for a very brief period of your life so i say eat all the candy you can but now my wife has put in other rules we'll get back you know we get the candy she's like oh three pieces of candy it's like what is three pieces that's just that's that's not that's not a dessert that's like torture that's like you just get the taste of candy and then it gets cut off i can't do it Mom is Latin for killjoy. Exactly. Yeah. Now, what, yeah. what, now for our, our ruined Halloween, when I took over, because we couldn't go out trick-or-treating, I let the kids eat all the candy they wanted. They went nuts. <laughs> and that's why it was their favorite Halloween ever. They didn't have to walk anywhere. I just handed them the candy, and they could have unlimited amounts. They're going to they're gonna hope for a global pandemic every year on Halloween. You know, when I was a kid back in the 70s, we would also get popcorn balls. Uh, they still give those out, and those are the weird people you want to avoid. 
<laughs> it's like an apple made out of popcorn. It is. Weird. You know what though? Some people actually do give out apples. <laughs> it was one of the one of the earliest years I took my youngest out. She was probably two or three. We got like four or five apples over the course of the night. And we come back and we lay twenty pounds of candy on the coffee table, <laughs> and she goes right for the apple. It's like, whose kid are you? What is wrong with you? You can have an apple any day of the year. Not only do you go for the apple, now you go for an apple a stranger gave you. Come on. Oh. Have you never what seen kind Snow of weird White? He gives out apples at Halloween. Yeah. And the popcorn balls, at least now you can buy like pre made popcorn balls. But, you know, some people make them homemade, which is weird. But again, like, popcorn is really not a Halloween thing. Like, I can go pop a bag of popcorn in the microwave and it's going to taste better than that popcorn ball. It's hard, it's stale, and it's definitely going to be the last thing in that candy bowl along with those strawberry hard candies. Well, that might be the last thing that we get to say this week. We're out of time, uh -oh. James. Did that satisfy your craving for a real candy conversation? We actually stayed roughly on topic this week, which is kind of alarming. We're going to have to make sure to veer way more off course next week. <laughs> off course like the Mississippi, which circumnavigates <laughs> the globe. <laughs> Candy is such a vast category, though. Everybody's got opinions, and only mine are right. Well, you've come to the end of another. James, just by not saying anything, has nodded with assent. <laughs> another episode of Wrong and Wronger, and I don't know how you do it every week. Maybe you've cleansed the palate several times today, not only with a Heath bar, but also with a little bit of tequila. Until next week, when we come back again, because we're just apt to do such things to torture our listeners and our watchers, we want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And as always, remember, two wrongs can make a right.